Fake news. Mr. President. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Mr. President. I just want to have one thing to say. Mr. President, I'm trying to get a word edgewise here. Fake news put out Mr. President, it's not. It's not fake news just because you don't like it. A few days ago, fake news Enough! Each and every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network brings you the real news with the poor of poor, with the late breaking news that really matters. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's episode 191. I am your host, Nate, as always. And today, joining me, my very special guest co-host at this time. You guys know him from The Poor Rapport. You know him from Foodies Watching Movies. You've heard him on Podcastrophy and Game Addicts, and he's been all over the place in this world. You know him because you love him. Right, right, right. We do. It's true. AP, welcome to the show. Hey, good to see you again. I feel like I've, I haven't seen you in so long. It's all, it's man. It's been a whopping like, like ten, twelve hours 12 or hours. something. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's been forever, man. It was cool hanging out last night. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was nice to chill without like podcasting. And I think it's like the longest I've been at your place without. Yeah. Having a show to put on. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was nice to not put our game face on and kind of be able to lead into today, I think. Exactly. Uh, but, man, uh, I'm so glad you're here today. It's funny because I did that intro so long, like I really drew it out. And the whole reason I drew it out is because the very first thing I said was the dead giveaway of who the guest is because the poor rapport, like, you are that show. There's no one else that I could be like alluding to. So it was pretty much no, it's the di- other poor. It's like it's the poor poor with with Dick Tyner. Everyone, it's fine. It's just it, man. I thought you were gonna say with Dick Poor, and I was gonna just like <laughs> that'd be funny if there was a guy named Dick Poor. I'm just saying, like, because oh, then you know they just call him Poor Dick. Oh, that'd, that'd be the show. That would be Not the show. Poor the Poor Dick show. Maybe that should be Dick's solo cast, where he just riffs about shit in his life. He's like, oh, poor Dick show, welcome. I'm a little drunk and sad today, because I had to pay my taxes. Have yourself a sad dick day. <laughs> Have yourself a sad dick day. Yes. <laughs> Only sad penis reacts. <laughs> Anyways, dude, we got a hell of a show today for everybody. Um, we've got a lot yes. of stuff to cover. We're still going to talk about Infinity War. I'm so sorry. It, I'm not sorry. Fuck you if you haven't seen it, I guess, at this point. It's crazy. That some people haven't seen it, right? Like, what? Yeah, like, last time I was like, no spoilers. I'm like, who, who in your house has not seen Infinity War? I'm just like, look to my left, look to my right. Um, those people have not seen Infinity War. Like, it's been out for a week and a half. <laughs> yeah, get on it. You have an opportunity to see the fucking movie in theaters. You have to. It's so good. But we're not going to start there. We are going to start at the beginning of the MCU, though. AP, you brought a f- pretty interesting article along. Uh, what's the word? What's going on with Iron Man's yes. suit, man? 
Yeah, so the original Iron Man suit from Iron Man 1, the one that Robert Downey Jr. wore, was stolen out of prop storage in L.A. Like, just someone went to look for it and was like, oh, it's not here. Like, I don't know why that suit's not sitting in a museum somewhere. That thing is, that's the kickoff. That's the suit they use in the freaking, all the promotional stuff. It was should be behind glass at the Smithsonian right now. Like, yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Why didn't that suit have a tracking device? Like, it's an Iron Man suit. Get with right. the times, Tony. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It costs, like, what, $300,000? That's the value of it right now? Wow, that's insane. Right. I mean, it's it's heavy duty. But it's I mean, movie history, man. Right. That's like... I mean, they... It's, I don't know. It's like having fucking Ruby's or um, uh, Dorothy's red slippers. Right. I mean, those are sitting in the Smithsonian, but they've lost a couple of those. They end up in private collections, sold to people. It's it's interesting. I actually donated money to help restore those slippers, so that's kind of cool. Oh, that's a cool tie-in, man. Uh, speaking... I did it for... Yeah. I did it for my mom's... Actually, Mother's Day at Christmas a couple years back for my mom, because she's a big Wizard of Oz fan. So oh, that's did it in her name, cool. so it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. She was probably like, oh! Oh, thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate that. That's my your mom's voice, and I know that's not really your it's mom's voice. It's just your voice. voice, like three octaves higher. Just I really fun. like that, AP. That was such a great <laughs> gift, son. <laughs> my mom calls me AP would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, what would you do if she just did that all of a sudden one day? Like, are you listening to Journey to Comics, Mom? What's going on here? <laughs> She's like, yes. I was out on a drive, AP. <laughs> So bizarre. You would just oh, be looking man. at your mom in shock like, lady, who the fuck are you and what did you do with my mom? Uh, anyways, dude, Disney, Marvel, Marvel, Disney. I don't know where to go next, but I feel like it's important to talk about how, I mean, that movie is doing insane numbers, bro. Right. Yeah. Infinity War is blown the doors off in terms of how fast a movie has gotten to the numbers it's gotten. Do you have those up right in front of you now? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, from, cause this is, uh, actually just got word over from last night from the China numbers. So Adventures of Infinity War has pulled in a whopping 76 million from its first day, first day in China, Accounting for 96% of all Chinese box office revenue for that day. So that means all China essentially saw Infinity War. If they're seeing a movie, it was Infinity War yesterday for the first day it's release. Whoa. It, yeah, it represents half of Marvel's biggest opening weekend ever in China, which was $155.7 million held by an, uh, Age of Ultron. Nothing else since then has come close. And that brings its full box office total globally to $1.5 billion, which makes it the third highest grossing movie in history. But, or no, third highest, uh, yeah, third highest grossing in history compared to, oh no, sorry, 2012 Avengers blew everyone away with its $1.5 billion to become the third highest growing in history. But it took all the pictures run to amass that which Infinity War is done in 18 days. So holy shit. So Avengers which was the 
largest original Avengers like blew the door off in terms of a movies of superhero movies release. And it took its whole summer box office run, and then Infinity War is just like, yeah, just give us two weeks. We got it. It's fine. Hold my beer and watch this. All right. That's amazing. I, I still think the sheer volume of that movie and getting the amount of actors in a screen together and paying all of their salaries plus for all that crew for two films back to back. It's, it's impressive. And I just want the next movie to come out next week. If that can be doable, that would be great. So here's an interesting stat for you. I don't know if you saw this, but in the States from Friday night, the estimates are in for how much that movie brought in. But, uh, this thir- is this the third weekend then, officially? Uh, From last night yeah. would be the kickoff of the third weekend. Yes, it would be correct. So, Infinity Wars on Friday last night still pulled in sixteen million dollars, four times Just as much Brian. as any other movie that was out. The next closest was Life of the Party that dropped uh, four million dollars. Oh, wow! So, I mean, it dwarfed it, dwarfed it. Yeah, it's, and I don't know what's going to happen. Because the rest of May has got some big hitters coming out. I don't know if you're aware of any other movies coming out in May. Let me think here. If I'm looking at May, I think I'm really stoked for The Life Aquatic 2 with Steve Bijou. Um, (laughs) I'm looking forward to The Incredible Hunk. That's Magic Mike 3. Uh, (laughs) Um. No, man, if we're really getting down to brass tacks, I'm fucking jacked that we're almost at Deadpool time. It's been getting nothing but fucking love and praise. People saying that it's on the same level, if not better than the first one. Maybe not as good as the first one, but better on a different level because of how it delivers. The creator of Deadpool, Rob Layfield, okay, he (laughs) cried midway through the movie, wept tears. Because he joy, was just, right? oh yeah, I mean, he was elated, you know, you're, you're seeing your creation and the story being told, and I'm sure they did it in such a way that it was just fucking brilliant, you know? Right, I mean, for that scrappy little movie, when Deadpool 2, or Deadpool, the original Deadpool came out, it's a scrappy little movie that people weren't sure what to do, it's an R-rated movie released on Valentine's Day, and it went to become the highest grossing R-rated film ever. Yeah, we actually saw that in theaters together. We did. That was that was a fun night. During its like first couple weeks, right? Yeah, I think it was like early March we saw it. Yeah, dude, hell yeah. So that was that was good. But yeah, I've early reviews for Deadpool. Yeah, showing great. I'm gonna great pull some food. up actually. If you want yeah, to riff on some stuff about Deadpool, uh, what 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 are you most ex- do you know who the villain is possibly? Have you heard well, this? I don't know if the. It's interesting because I don't know if. It seems like Cable's playing very much a Terminator-style villain, but I don't know if he's actually the villain. He's just, I think, a a very one-tracked associate right now. I don't know if he's actually the bad guy in this story. Uh, I would agree with you. He's definitely not a quote-unquote bad guy in the story because he's trying to undo shit, I do believe. It's going to kind of be how the movie is uh, narrated. Damn it. You know what I hate about cell phones? What? Yeah, it's it was never one to work when you want them to. Exactly. And the one thing I, one thing I found interesting, I think about at least movies this year, the quote unquote villains all have realistic and understandable goals that aren't like, 
it's not like just doing it to destroy the world. It's always like they have a good reason behind it. And it's like, oh, I can kind of get behind that. Like Black Panther had it. Avengers of War kind of had it, if you can understand his logic. And it sounds like Cable's just trying to save his future. So it's just like, well, I mean, I don't like what you're doing, but I get it. it I can see where you're coming from. You're not just doing it to do it. You're not a Dr. Evil. You're just just a guy trying to get stuff done. I'm almost I'm almost to this uh you know what's interesting is have you have you seen the thirst with Hugh Jackman and and what's been going on with that with Deadpool? Oh, I heard something like he's like, You need to play a little hard to get. This is getting ridiculous. Yeah, because they're just like landed on thick wanting him to be a part of it and stuff and you know, he said the ship has sailed and he'll never do it and they need to stop asking and you know, just move like, on. I almost think yeah, as much as I would love to see them together on screen, I think it I think Logan ended in such a way that I don't want to see Hugh Jackman in that role again. I think it just it worked, it was good. I would I wouldn't mind having Hugh Jackman play Hugh Jackman in a Deadpool movie. I think that would be kind of entertaining. Oh, that would be funny as shit. Or just, you know, it'd be even more funny is if they went back and superimposed Deadpool into that scene and uh, what was that X-Men first class when he's like, fuck off. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He t- and uh, like, just have Deadpool show up and be like, be... Hugh? And he's like, fuck off. And then it's just the same cut from the movie. It's not even new scene at all. It's just the same. It would be hilarious. It's comic relief, you know? It's like it's just like, it's just the baddest editing. It's just like, clearly looks like he's just walking in front of things that are don't work. He's like, oh, hey. It's like, uh. All right, so before we get to the, uh, the, the some of these reactions, I want to cover one base that we were just talking about. Rob Layfield, creator of Deadpool, this is what he tweeted out. He said, I cried at the end of Deadpool 2. Um, part was the nostalgia of the particular track blasting, but mostly the emotion uh, that they had landed the plane in such a particular fashion. The plane is the movie in this analogy. There is no important plane landing sequence I'm referencing. Essentially, they hit the they hit they hit it out of the park flawlessly and and that overwhelmed him a little bit here. But I'm gonna go ahead and get down to reading some of these reactions. <clears throat> Turn the microphone around here. Um so these are just some reactions that they put on comicbook.com because I didn't do enough research to actually go see reactions because I'm terrified of spoilers at this point. So I feel like if comicbook.com filtered it, I'm not going to get spoiled. Uh, someone said, Deadpool 2 took my expectations, blew them up, and regenerated as a top-tier superhero movie loaded with filthy laughs, an unstoppable force of a team, and more heart than it probably should have. Uh, someone else say, Deadpool 2, I'll say this, it earns the hell out of that R rating and the cameos and the post credit scenes. Ooh. Did it say scenes, plural? <clears throat> That's what this uh, Kate Erbland, film editor of IndieWire, says. Alrighty then. Uh, I didn't like the first Deadpool. Deadpool 2 beat me into submission until I was actually enjoying myself. It also features um, my now favorite post credit scene. <clears throat> Okay. Uh, someone else. I just saw Deadpool 2. Safe to say it features the best post-credit scene ever. I'm still recovering. Man, if you compare that to the Infinity War post-credit scene, this is... I'm excited. Yeah, shit, yeah, man. Okay, here's another one. 
Deadpool 2 is no doubt the most violent major release since Kill Bill Volume 1. It's also funnier than the first one. Has me genuinely excited for a sequel. It features a ton of Canada jokes. So, of course, this person loved it. They're apparently Canadian. Um, okay, so I don't know how I'm going to explain this one to you. Someone else's reaction is as follows. Uh, it's an emoji review. So I'm going to okay. read these emojis to you, and then I want you to tell me what you think this review is saying. So okay. Deadpool 2 emoji pre-review. Crying face emoji. Shocked face emoji. Cry, like crying laughing face emoji. Shocked face emoji. Crying laughing face emoji. Shocked face emoji. Red face what the fuck emoji. Blushing face. Red face what the fuck emoji. Fire, 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 fire. Music. Metal horns. Emoji in shades. Looks like a hug. Looks like a heart. Sounds like we're going to love this movie. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to give you everything you want. It's going to really suck you in emotionally. Because I've seen, I think I saw an emoji review in video where that was very similar. But it looks like it might have some more humor in there, which is definitely what you need in the Deadpool movie. Man, here, here, I have a couple more reviews to still read. Right. Like, this is ridiculous. I just want everybody to know, like, these reviews, when I read them, I was like, wow, like, I'm not even seeing, like, even with Infinity War, there were some people that were not 100% sold on it. And then, of course, second, third viewings changed their opinions. So, uh, here we go back to Deadpool 2. So, Deadpool 2 is a perfect sequel, doubles down on everything that fans loved about the original, and fixes some of that film's issues. Huge, huge laughs that play the audience like a fiddle. Uh, Ryan Reynolds destroys as Wade. Great action, fantastic comic nods, a killer ride. Someone else, I like Deadpool 2 more than the first one, which I wasn't a huge fan of. Slow start, but all the stuff with X-Force and Cable and Peter works surprisingly well. Deadpool 2, this time he knows he's in a cinematic universe. Which Which Peter? Uh, there's just a rare, like a random character whose name is just Peter. Oh. It's not like is that the guy? Is that the guy who joins the X Force? Who's just like a guy? Who's yeah, just like... he's just a regular fucking guy. Someone's Excited. review, and I'm listen. This is maybe the most bold thing you could say, <clears throat> and okay. I'm not gonna buy in on this, bro. I can't. I can't say I'm all in on this. This person's review says, uh, "Deadpool two is better than." Infinity War. Shocked face emoji. Ooh. That is a bold claim. But if it's anywhere close to that, that is... That's phenomenal for this movie. Okay, so here's... Uh, the, we'll close it out with one bad review. And take this as a bad review if you want, I guess. Deadpool 2. 113-minute honest trailer that steals its best scenes from MacGruber. Josh Brolin's third best summer movie, criminal misuse of Julian Dennison, your 10-year-old son's new favorite movie, it will make a billion dollars. That's the review. I mean, mm. alrighty then. Speaking of Deadpool 2, before we really get off it, did you see the the music video trailer that came out this week? No, I didn't with Celine, with Celine Dion. Dion. That was kind of awesome. I uh yeah I can't get down on Celine Dion and I should have watched it but I didn't. It's uh, just well she's Canadian so it's it was very much a Canadian trailer, and at the end she 
told him to fuck off Spider-Man, and I thought that was hilarious. Oh, man, that's great. She said that to oh. him? Yeah, in the trailer. <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. Okay, well, where do we want to go next, man? Uh, I well, actually, coming out of... Before we get out of movie news, did you see also they had the premiere of another big May release that's coming? Come on now, bro. S-O-L-O. A so, Star uh, Wars story. I mean, they had a freaking Millennium Falcon on the streets of L.A. for uh, this premiere. That's crazy. Uh, Donald Glover is Lando, and I don't know if you've seen his Saturday Night Live. I have not yet, but I heard it was fantastic. Things. It was absolutely fantastic. Like he's every bit of talented as you would assume on all levels, and he's also very awkward, and I like that. Like he's the most awkward, which is great. But anyways. Yeah, dude, uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, it, we're right around the corner. It's a Memorial Day weekend release. Uh, also getting a lot of crazy early opinions because, you know, it came out. So I'm actually going to go to that now, too. I'm glad that yeah, I mean, we're heading I think there. the best picture I saw from the premiere, while you're looking those up, is seeing uh, Donald Glover with the OG Lando. That was pretty cool. Freaking, uh, just sitting there with a cane. <laughs> okay, so I'm actually opening a bunch of, uh, and actually, okay, so those three are there, and then we can actually, se- we'll segue to the other news that's kind of Star Wars slash Marvel. Okay. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but, uh, oh, and also, that that's another good person's thoughts. So I have several different, reactions to share and okay. I, I want your reactions to the reactions let me know if these surprise you some of these i have not read um and by some of these i mean all of them but one so i'm also <laughs> going to be surprised here we'll start with the one i have read ryan johnson he was the director of uh, the last jedi shared his thoughts okay and uh his thoughts are as follows he says Donald Glover is great in it, but duh. Uh, Alden, that's the guy that plays Han, is terrific. He's not doing a Harrison Ford impersonation, but he brings his own charm and swagger to the character. Big surprise for me was Phoebe Waller-Bridge, or Bridge Waller, uh, who has a few of the funniest moments I've ever seen in a Star Wars movie. I had never watched Fleabag. I know, I know, I need to watch it. I'm loving Killing Eve, but she's not in that. She only wrote it, so... It was a pleasant surprise. The action scenes are true great. Um, But then he finishes up with saying, but who is going to read this and take me seriously? I'd like to think I'd still be honest, but it's not like you're going to come to my Instagram story for a hard-edge film criticism on Star Wars movies. Uh, See it, though. It's super fun. I should get back to writing. Jesus, what have I typed? Uh, So he kind of just like really blurted out his feelings there. We'll move forward on to... One of the legends, AP. The man himself, Mark Hamill. No spoilers until everyone's seen it. But I can't wait to see it again. All caps. Hashtag. So high from Solo. Ooh, I like that hashtag. Yeah, right? Chewbacca demands your silence. Oh my god, you should start that on... Chewbacca demands your silence. That's fucking great. Um, 
okay, okay. Someone said uh, comicbook.com's Joseph Schmid claimed the film was a ton of fun, felt more like a Star Wars movie than Rogue One. Don't look up spoilers. It's full of surprises. Ooh, okay. Uh, Billy D. Williams. OG. OG Landos uh, said he loved the film. The Lando torch has officially been passed. Hey, if you can... Harris Port hasn't said that yet, so that's that's good praise from Billy D. Williams. All right, so let's go through some of these slides here. These are just general crowd reactions, people, early screener people. After seeing Solo, a Star Wars story, I can confirm one thing. Bank on Lando, a Star Wars story, getting a green light by the end of the year. Donald Glover continues to be perfect. He's having a year, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, for real. Uh Another review here says Solo, a Star Wars story. It takes a bit for it to find its to find its feet for the guy playing Solo to turn on enough charm to make you forget he's not Harrison Ford. But once it kicks into its hey, let's make a crew and yes, also do a heist stuff, it totally flies. Someone else's reviews. Uh, the first act of Solo can be hit and miss clunky, but once Donald Glover's Lando shows up, who is legit fantastic, and the Kessel Run heist plot kicks in, it's a whole lot of fun. Those who have always wanted a Han and... Ch- I'm not going to... That's a spoiler. Someone shouldn't have said that. I'm kind of pissed I just read that. Uh, it does take a bit to get used to Alden as Han, but after 30 minutes, your brain adjusts. And then someone says, and now I've finally seen Clint Howard in a Star Wars movie. Uh, I'm excited for Clint. I knew you were going to say that. That picture that I saw at the premiere, he looks like Martin Van Buren, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Pleasantly surprised by Solo. A cute, fun, stylish Star Wars adventure. Would absolutely watch more Han and Chewie, which is not what I expected going into this at all. Excited to see it again. Alden Ehrenreich is the real deal. Um, Thandy Newton is who I want to be when I grow up, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is L3. Well, we'll talk about this later. Well, Thandy Newton's one of the big characters on Westworld, too. Ah, You've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Maeve. Oh, yeah, Maeve's dope. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wow, Solo, a Star Wars story. I felt like I was watching a Star Wars movie again. So many great moments for the fans and surprises. I've got the feels after this one more than Ooh. hashtag Infinity War. Ooh, that sounds like a Star Wars nerd. Marvel's pocket. <laughs> yeah, ultimately. Uh, someone else's review. Boom! Star Wars, a Han Solo Star Wars story. Loved it. Stay off the internet. Avoid spoilers. Great job, real Ron Howard and cast. Um, someone says. Just got out of Solo, and I'm completely floored. This movie seriously holds up. I was on the edge of my seat and had so much fun watching. Interviewing the stars of the film tomorrow. Cannot wait. Interesting. Very nice. Someone says, there's some fun to be had with Solo. Aaron Reich was solid and really enjoyed Glover and Waller-Bridge's L3, but not convinced we need a young Han Solo movie. Was really hoping for higher stakes, more energy, and depth. Hmm. Okay. Um... Someone, okay, this is very interesting. I really like this review. It's very gritty. This is the grungiest, most grunt-level blue-collar Star Wars movie ever, and I'm here for it. Surprise and delight. It was the 
Kazdan mandate, this movie is going to surprise and delight you out of your seat. Hashtag solo. And we have one final review. It's kind of long because it's two reviews, but we'll get there. Uh, Solo is really good. Fun as hell. It's straight intergalactic heist movie. Kind of refreshing to see a Star Wars movie without a Death Star or Rebellion fate at stake. Aaron Reich is super impressive as Han, but L3 might be my new favorite character. Um, the final review says Solo was a blast. Kazdan nails the character of Han Solo. Oh, the Kazdans nail the character of Han Solo. Yes, the story is a series of expected events. Han meets Chewie, etc. But none of them happen as expected. Stay away from spoilers. Big Marvel-level shit that will make you wonder where Lucasfilms is headed next. Ooh, Solo, I like that. Solo feels unsurprisingly light, unlike anything Star Wars before it yet perfectly captures the tone, adventure, characters, and humor of the Star Wars franchise. I also need a Lando movie in my life. Very nice. One thing I've learned from these, it seems like the the robots or the from these movies, from the side story movies, have really stood out. Yes. Everyone loved K2SO and Rogue One. It seems like they really love L3. L3? Yeah. L3. Which I think is the droid that is working like directly with uh, Lando. It's it's that female droid that's like Lando's assistant person. Yeah. Sidekick. Mm -hmm. And speaking of, I guess before we get out of the Disney superhero, Marvel, all that fun stuff, did you hear there's uh, about two things coming down the pipe that actually might be pretty exciting for Uh, Star Wars fans? Dude, the one thing is John Favreau getting his own Star Wars universe like to play with. Yes. The timing that it's set in blows my fucking brain hole because they're setting it after Empire or after uh, Jedi by like seven Return of the Jedi by like seven years. Yeah. So it's technically in like expanded universe uncharted territory that they need filled in because they essentially decanonized Everything that had happened after episode six that they didn't really agree with, which was books and, you know, audio right. dramas and stuff, which, uh, yeah, man. Because uh, all they've left, there's there's a little bit right immediately after Return of the Jedi, and there's a little bit right before Force Awakens. There's not a whole lot in between. So there's you, you essentially have an, a full empty play box, or playground to play with and kind of set yourself up correct and that and that makes for possible interesting cameos of certain characters even if they're you know brief couple seconds here or there you know what have you right and with having it be on the streaming service not through a broadcast network you could easily if they do the same studio or whatever they decide to do they could easily grab someone from the movie studio and be like hey i need you for like an hour on this tv set here I'm going to throw you in, have you talk a little bit, and just could easily be done and just blow people's minds. Something they can't do with, like, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. or all those other shows. They just, you can't, it you, just complicates things. You know who needs a cameo in that show? Warwick Davis as Wicket. Ooh, that would be cool. Right. Especially because he's, I mean, age doesn't matter with that. Just put that suit on, you're good to go. They would, and, and you know that they would probably stick with practical. That's become the new thing with the modern Star Wars world is try to make right. it practical. Don't fuck probably around with CG a unless bit we have more to. More ventilated, but yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe maybe add some. 
What's the other Star Wars? Make his eyes blink a little bit. Oh, oh, I remember the other Star Wars thing. Uh, did you just make a eye blinking? I mean, eye blinking. Because they didn't sure. blink, and then they added them. Right, Lucas added eyelids to them. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? That's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. But, uh, yeah. Also coming out, which I'm kind of excited for, and it's something that's been rumored for a long time, and it's still not officially confirmed by anyone. But the big rumor is that. Kenobi, a Star Wars story, is going to start filming immediately after Episode Nine wraps production. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, does I mean, that mean Ewan McGregor is going to reprise his role? I mean, if they if they don't have Ewan McGregor, I don't think there's a Kenobi movie, in my opinion. Can I tell you, I'm most excited about the modern Star Wars universe because of Machete Order. Because, like, with Solo coming out, that movie takes place before Episode Four. It probably takes place maybe just before Rogue One or somewhere in a parallel timeline running at the same moment, so you can almost run them you know, back-to-back or whatever. Right. I mean, I haven't even seen the movie, and I'm hyped on it, and that's, you know, no surprise. I'm a big Star Wars nerd. I've been a Star Wars nerd my whole life, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Solo. I would love to see a Kenobi movie. Done right, Ewan McGregor comes back. I- they fill in the gap of what Kenobi does from his essentially exiling himself at the end of three. And before we see his return in four, that's a big ass space to fill. Right. And the fact that you don't have to age up or down you and McGregor, he's at the right age to fill that gap right now. Absolutely. Perfect time. This could have a fun Tatooine story. could have some side adventure before he actually settles in there. It could do so much with that. I mean, I will say that there's one thing that you kind of play with fire with a little bit, I think, with these universes and backbuilding like this. While I love the concept of doing a backbuilt universe where you're filling in the gaps that people want to know about, there's room for marginal error. So let's say they do do a, or they do in fact do a Kenobi story, and maybe it's a whole different group of people like they've been doing with all these other stories where like Rogue One was a whole new cast and you don't really know them and like. The, uh, the you know the Han Solo story has like three people from the OG movies essentially, and that's it, right? So mm-hmm. why aren't we ever? Like, why doesn't Han ever talk about those people that are in this movie? Why doesn't Kenobi ever talk about the people that may be in his movie? Like those those are the only things that make it tough because the the history. You were telling a certain story, and at no point would you have ever thought to reference characters you were uncertain if you'd use. Right. It's like putting Tony Stark and Captain Marvel and have them hook up and then have it not mentioned ever again. You'd be like, well, I don't I don't know what to do here. It's like, how, why? Why did that happen? Yeah. Like, doesn't... I will say it'd be funny it. if she ran into Tony at the bar or something and he tried to hit on her. You know? She just slams the drink down, leaves. Just a quick... 30-second cameo. Just... Yeah, it would be great. I mean, sign me the F up, Disney. You're already taking all my money. I mean, you are. Speaking of money and taking and Disney and Fox and the future of all kinds of things, AP, I'm uh, I'm curious, my friend. Uh, what's been going on in the television world? Because I feel like there's all these kind of crazy shakeups, and I feel like you have a good handle on that. And some of that stuff yeah, might actually, affect some of our comic book-based shows. Right. Because uh, I know I actually mentioned this last night because I was pretty stoked about that because that means good things for the future of CW. CW's 
adding for the first time a Sunday night block. Like wow. CW's been for the longest time a Monday through Thursday. Because Friday's usually filled with other stuff. Saturday's obviously not going to work. But now they're going to be a Sunday through Thursday. It gives them five days of programming, which they haven't had access to before. That's crazy. And all thanks to how good uh, the CW shows have been doing, man. And I'm almost caught up on Flash. I'm only like uh, one episode behind at this point. Oh, there you go. So, uh, But I yeah. definitely need to catch up on Legends. I need to watch Black Lightning. I need to catch up on Supergirl. Well, I think Legends Arrow. and Black Lightning are both on Netflix now. Yeah, I you know. Can just Blow lock through it down. Them. Yeah. Black Lightning was good. I need to. I think I'm two episodes behind on Black Lightning because I got behind when it was airing, airing. and I was just like, I'm just gonna wait. It's gonna be on Netflix in like a month. I'll just do it then. Yeah, there you but go. But Legends had a great finale. I'm just based on Arrow this week, and all, there's so much stuff coming good this week. But speaking of the status of kind of some shows going there. We finally got the official word that Marvels and Humans got canceled, which we both watched it. We knew that was going to happen. Interesting to note, no one really cares. No, it just... Here's my thing. I think that this is good. I actually think this is a good thing for Marvel. And I want to explain why I think that's a good thing, AP. And here's my here's my valued opinion, if people give a shit about that. So, Marvel has been stellar for the most part. I mean, you even messaged me very recently and was like, bro, get on that shield train again. Like, you need to. You gotta, you know? And and I, and, and I do intend on doing that. I do believe it's on Netflix. I do believe I'll have some time in the future at some point to do yeah. something. So, um, anyways, so, you know, it's like Marvel has had so many great successes. You look at their movie division, it's flawless. You look at their Netflix division, they're almost flawless. I mean, they had the... You know, the backlash with Iron Fist and, and things of that nature. But I haven't seen it yet, so I can't judge it. I need to catch up on those shows as well, as well as Punisher, shockingly. I'm, like, backlogged on TV, bro. It's bad. Uh, Did you ever watch Punisher? No, not yet. I'm back on, like, like seriously, we finished Jessica Jones, and that was heavy as fuck. And it was like, we need to take a break from this Marvel shit. So we haven't got to Luke Cage, didn't do Iron Fist, haven't done the Defenders, haven't done the Punisher. Next season of Daredevil is not too far around. Next Season season two of Jones is already out. Is out. Second season of Luke Cage, I think, is this summer. So yeah, you you have a lot to catch up on before. Dude, hey, special guest appearance on the podcast. Train of our existence. existence. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Showing up. Taking its toll. Took its toll on the party but, last night. Oh yeah, I remember here. <laughs> I, I had to I had to go the back way too. It it was dead stopped on the road. I'm like, and let's go right. <laughs> and yeah, just looped around. It was fine, but yeah, I, that's crazy. I don't think they should be able to do just be be able to stop like that for an indefinite amount of time. Well, like I said, they can get away with murder because if you call the cops, the cops are gonna find the like train company or the railroad company or whatever. And then it's only like a hundred dollar fine. So it's like, all right, that's fine. They literally can spit a hundred dollars on the ground and just go, okay, whatever. I don't give a shit. You want me to stop it for two days now just to prove a point, you bitches? Like that's what they'll do, man. They're crazy. So, anyways, back to it. No one cares that Inhumans was bad, and and this is why I think it's a good thing for Marvel because they've mostly hit it out of the park with everything else. But then you look at the Inhumans, and it was an utter fucking flop. And you had only really one dude that was probably properly cast uh, 
Eowyn Rowan from uh, Game of Thrones. Um, Maximus. What's up? That's Maximus. Yeah, it's Maximus the Mad. Uh, but, you know, overall that cast was kind of weak, and there's a lot of things that was not done right. Now, not a lot of people even cared to see that show. The numbers even show that it's not that well done. So it actually gives them a ground to go, that's what not to do. So when we're ready to actually do the Inhumans, maybe it will be a movie down the road. Maybe that will be a opportunity for them to, after this new f- phase starts, you know, here we are. Right. Opportunity. I mean, they did say they were going to push out to space more in the next phase, so they're yeah. definitely... And I feel like with a movie-level budget, you could do a lot of those characters right. Well, yeah, and it's not... With a, and it's not, hey, look, this is expensive to have the CGI for Medusa's hair and Lockjaw, so let's just disappear the fuck out of them for the whole fucking season. <laughs> what just, the fuck? Oh, we've we've trapped Lockjaw, so yeah, Lockjaw can't be used. Oh, we're just going to shave Medusa's head. You're like... All right, let's just get rid of the two heavy CGI components and just have everyone else be fine. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Well, things were not fine. Things were not. Fine. Uh, but anyways, I digress. It, it's good because it's it's a. I think it's a wake up call too for Marvel. Like this is not something fans want. And actually, make sure your product is something you 110 percent believe in. I don't think they 110 percent believed in that product even when they were releasing it. I mean, do you remember when? I feel like the first episode like leaked, and people were or no 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 or like debuted in the theaters, right? They did they did they did uh they filmed it in IMAX, so they did an IMAX release like the first two episodes, and people and... had no idea leaving the theater what had even happened. Like they were like, "What right. in the fuck was I watching?" Like IMAX dropped those so quick from their like it wasn't worth it to have that on their screens. No, they were losing money having it on their screens. Yeah, but I think everything that Inhumans. Did wrong. I think Agents of Shield is just—it's on fire this season. Like I think I told you, I was like, I think it's as good as it's about on Gotham's level in terms of what it's bringing this season. It's had a, it had a slow season, a couple seasons back, but it's it's definitely on the upswing, and they're playing right into the Infinity War story right now. So the finale could have some major shakeup effects. So I'm really—I think it's gonna be a major cliffhanger that I'm not ready for. Do you think they're going to, you know, involve? Yeah. I think oh, there's, they've, they've oh, mentioned, fuck. They've mentioned uh, Thanos a few times so far. So Wow. I'm, a few yeah. times on television. Yeah. Like, they're directly, like, I think they're right now, I think, in the story I have, I think the New York, the instance in New York just happened. I think that's where they, at least as of the last Whoa. episode. I didn't watch last night's. Or Friday night at the time of this aired. But it's, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I think I'm going to have to watch the the episode today at some point. So Man. I'm excited. Do you I think, think the finale is going to. I was going to say, ahead. I was just going to say, do you think I could just jump into the new season of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or is that, should I catch up? I think you're, I would catch up because there's a lot. This season, because it crossed the, I can't remember what episode it was. Was it 300? I don't remember. No, it's not 300. 100. It's uh, 100. It, when it crossed that threshold, they, did, they tied a lot of context back to even the original Avengers movie. So, oh. around Coulson. So, but seeing that Coulson's going to be doing Captain Marvel, there could be some snap effects for him, but that would be, that could be interesting. 
Damn. I don't know. It's it's I'm you. You could probably skip. I don't know where. When's the last season you watched? Was it two? Three. I think I finished or got halfway through season three. I think we were just like on the cusp of Inhuman stuff starting. Like Quake had got her powers, and the yeah. the dude with no eyes was there and shit. Yeah, you could almost skip that chunk and just you could probably jump into the beginning of season four and probably be okay. Good to note. I will maybe be doing that in a little bit later. Also, AP, you know what we didn't even fucking talk about, bro. Yes. Journey into Comics has a new intro this week. It is. I checked it out. It's actually pretty awesome. Except for, like, there's the part I didn't catch right away, but I I love it now. Um, yeah. Just in case they missed it, I just want to clarify that is definitely Korg from Ragnarok saying, "Piss off, ghosts," you know, and then kicking the wall. Uh, but anyways, Taika Waititi, just awesome. I want, a, I want his movie. Just. I think that he's gonna do at least another <laughs> Thor before this is all done. Oh, AP got blinked out of existence through the snap. Or the internet just freaked out. Uh-oh. AP, are you there, my friend? Oh, you're back. What? You uh, blinked out of existence. You froze. The snap happened, and I just you started to drift away. You were like, oh, no. I, I don't want to go. Oh, you know, and then it was, well, it was also your head just started tilting funny. And then you just froze. I was like, "Uh oh, yeah. Anyways, well, just like, tilt, tilt. what were you saying? Uh, to get back to it, um, I'm really I really dig on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, the first season was all right. And I, I, I want I do want to give it a shot, man. I feel like I'm missing out and I feel like I'm missing all these Marvel shows. It's just like over fucking whelming, you know. It's a lot to catch up on. Uh, but I want to jump off of Shield for a minute, and I know we have a couple more within this, but we'll jump back into the stuff that's been canceled and pending because there's the yeah. two. Because uh, I want to shift gears real quick into some Infinity War talk. Uh, you have actually brought up the interesting question of what if the MCU doesn't undo these major deaths. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting point to bring up. I was reading the article, and it's... They're talking about, like, the movies that even slated to come out, because I don't know if we want to get into spoiler territory. I'm sh- think it's fine. Okay, listen, folks. Where are we at in the episode? 45 minutes in. Okay, so I'm going to say, like... Okay, give us... Give us at least another 20 minutes. If, if, if we're still deep... Like, skip if you haven't seen Infinity War. And if you keep hearing random characters... Like, any names, just keep skipping until we are talking about... I'm going to guarantee that you'll know we're not talking about this anymore when we're back on Gotham. Because we're going to just transition to Gotham out of this, okay? Gotham, and then there's some DC comic news. Yeah, so we'll be good. So, just note that when you hear Gotham talk, we're back and we're out of the Infinity War stuff, okay, folks? So, and spoilers are going to be happening in 3, 2... Spider-Man dies at the end, folks. It sucks. It's awful. Sucks to be you for thinking I was going to count to to, to zero because it wasn't going to happen. Anyways. Three, two, Spider-Man. Yep. Um, so, AP, what happens if they don't undo these deaths? One thing that's interesting to note is, like, yeah, uh, Black Panther, they could tell another story before Infinity War. They don't have to tell that story after that Infinity War. 
Uh, same thing with Parker. He's still in high school, so what was happening before he went to Infinity War? There for his father. What's up? Yeah, they could uh, just do a high school story. It would be totally okay. Absolutely. And then it's like, okay, so you have back-to-back high school stories, all these things leading up. Um, other major characters, you look at the GOTG. Oh, that one hurts. Um, my precious Guardians. Uh, and you think about it, though. You could do Guardians from teased it. Well, I mean, they've there. I mean, they've actually already set up precedent. There's time for them to do that, bro. Because think about it. Guardians two ends, baby Groot, and then the post credit scene is teenage Groot. What's the time frame between those two points? Like what four years? I think is what they said. Correct. So there's time to fill in, man. And the first two Guardians movies were essentially on top of each other. One story, right? Elongated. So, oh, we're we're moving. This is interesting. It's all good. I'm I'm just gonna tap into my hard line just so we have a little hiccupy things going on. Oh. Super smart. AP is the smart one, folks. He gets it figured out, man. Uh, But anyways, there are interesting possibilities with the Guardians, too, because you could also, you've set up precedent in the second Guardians as a post-credit, the original Guardians of the Galaxy, which were not the original Guardians of the Galaxy, but like Charlie 27 and uh, I forget all the other ones fucking named right now. Yeah, there's... There's the fucking dragon dude that has the Doctor Strange type spell. Yeah, there's, some... yeah I, there's definitely ways you could do it. And you could even... I know there's still a bunch of unannounced films. I think they're waiting until they announce what the sequel to Infinity War is going to be before they lay out any further plot. I actually think I have... A... Listen, we didn't plan to talk about this, but I'm just going to throw it your way and maybe blow your minds. Uh... I have an idea of what the next Avengers movie is going to be called. Ooh, do tell. Well, the Russos actually shared the closest someone has come. Do you know what the closest guess was? Wasn't it uh, it like forever or something? Avengers forever, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, because it is still Avengers forever. For having multiple meanings because it will be... The fourth Avengers film. It will also, at the end of the movie, and probably a post-credits tease, the Fantastic Four, having bought the Stark Tower. Okay? We still don't know who bought Stark Tower. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. Exactly. The the Baxter building? Just have it be the Avengers Tower? Mm Mm-hmm. Just give it some minor adjustment. It's perfect. I know there was someone talking about that if the... uh, the only way the ending, the post credits for Infinity War would have been better is if the four logo would have popped up instead of the Captain Marvel logo. Oh shit! People would not have been expecting that. People would have freaked out. Left field, uh, man. And you know, it's interesting to note though. I'm trying to think of the. Oh, you know, inter- I think that Vision is not going to stay permanently gone because I believe that. Shiri saved his his essentially his hard file before Corvus Glaive attacked. Yes. And she's going to be able to use vibranium to create essentially a replica of the Mind Stone that isn't in fact the Mind Stone. And then just put Vision into that. And he'll be maybe slightly different. Maybe we'll get a movie where Vision's the bad guy because he's like not quite right, you know? Right. 
you even bring a more uh you can even adjust him to a more of a classic comic look too from the yeah it could reboot and change his like color scheme she could be like i gave him a better you know look a little bit something a little bit more classy or something you know that could be an interesting villain and for a chunk of the movie i mean you know because even in age of ultron he still was the good guy right but for his wires to be crossed and him to not know he's being the bad guy with again scarlet witch loving him and having to go against him that's like her lot in life right or just how he's handling the or if he comes back before scarlet if scarlet witch doesn't back it and he has a bad reaction to her being gone when she tried to say like save everyone he could have a he could just go off and pull a peter quill moment and just rampage after thanos and have to pull him back so it could be them trying to fight him to prevent him from doing something he'll regret Speaking of Quill, did you see the uh, Chris Pratt Instagram story? No. Okay, so uh, he posted a bunch of the tiles, you know, where it's just like words and it's not actually a picture. And the first tile was like, for those of you who are angry at Quill, and the second one was for, for his actions in Infinity War. Well then. And then it's two Star-Lord action figures, but one is just fucking the other one just rock and roll from behind style and he goes i guess i'll just fuck myself (laughs) it was such a human thing for quill to do guys get off his back he fucking lost his mother because of his father and has had to kill his father and his assumes all of his friends are dying and dead and watched mantis disappear i mean that happened after but he's seen some shit you know he has not had a like no one in his circle has made it out of any of the movies he's been in alive. Like, there's always been someone who he's had to deal with the loss of. Yes, exactly. And you think about the possible fallout from Infinity War and him having to deal with the fallout of still losing people. You know, it's like, uh, what if, and this is an interesting thing to, to just ponder, but like, what if the people that got blinked out are not the ones that died? Oh, I heard the story that it's the it's the opposite. It's the which opposite. would be the OG Avengers and Rocket and Nebula and them, which all it's just they're in a a wor- like it's just they split almost split the world in half, essentially, or the universe in half. So, but the other half, but both sides think the other half is who's missing. So it's a you could have a dual story where they're both trying to get the other side back. But they don't know whose side is actually the side that's not in the right universe. Yeah, man. Um, That'd be an interesting story. Yeah, there's a lots of, lots of ways things can go. Um, you know, the the other thing was talking about Scarlet Witch, like uh, Veronica and I talked on last week's episode, what if her coming back, if it's the other way, Vision still dead, drives her to create like House of M, that where would... there are no mutants, there are no heroes. It's her... Her family, Vision's alive, human form. They have kids. But there are certain people who are roaming the Earth who know the truth, but they can't understand it, and they try to come together to undo the House of M. Well, and also with Captain Marvel, we do have uh, Secret Invasion to contend with, most likely, which will be pretty exciting. 
Oh, speaking of that, here's some rumors for Infinity Wars sequel that I have for you. I don't know if you've heard these yet. And we're doing great because we're still, you know, we haven't talked about the S uh, to about Gotham yet. So don't think this is the point, folks. There's still spoilers abound. Uh, Avengers four rumored to feature Skrull already invading. Majority of Hawkeye's story is hunting down Skrull, who are already shapeshifted into the human kind. So Hawkeye has his... Is Jeremy Renner rumored to be in Marvel? Or in uh, Captain Marvel? Not that I know of. I don't think so. Uh, But that's set in the 90s. Give him a nice... Yeah, it would give him a nice story arc in Infin- or in uh, the sequel since he wasn't in Infinity War at all. Correct. And that would give him a prominent story because he could be given the order from Captain Marvel. The loss of his family through the snap, we assume that's going to probably be what happens, uh, will drive him to be like more vicious and aggressive. Then he gets right. this fucking mission. Also, Nick Fury doesn't... Okay, so check this out. Nick Fury never called Captain Marvel for the first Battle of New York because he didn't he knew it wasn't Skrull and that was the last ditch effort. If Skrull ever invades Earth, push this button, Nick. That's what I'm gonna need from you. That's probably what we're gonna learn in in, in Captain Marvel. Um so then he's got right. the pager. It's a pager from the nineties, it's a pager. It's a pager. <laughs> um but uh so then he thinks that the scroll are actually who did that, right? But what does this also fuel? Do you know what this also fuels? No. You're about to be jacked. So on the flip side, this also will fuel because half of existence. So think of all the races that exist and all the different kinds of creatures that exist in the in the universe. Half of the Kree and uh-huh. half of the Skrull are going to be separated and disappear. Each thinking the other one did it just like in the comics and the return of the Kree Scroll War will be part of Infinity War's sequel, Avengers Four, as well. Oh man! They're waging war against each Damn. other because they think <laughs> that the other one blinked the half of their kind out of existence, and it restarts the war that Captain Marvel quelled. And that's now, why that Nick Fury. And that's some. Yeah, and that's why Nick Fury waits to fucking call her, and when that shit starts going down, calls her. Because he knows, he knows what's coming. Yeah, and Marvel's super smart, by the way. I don't know if you noticed like the placement of things and how scheduling works. Two months after Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Two months before Avengers 4, Captain Marvel. So they have that build and that build. Because so, what you're going to get now is people want answers from Infinity War. Where was Ant-Man? What was going on? Why wasn't he in the fight? What could a post-credit scene mean, and what could they tease for, you know, what was going on? Could the post-credit be fucking actually Captain Marvel showing up on Earth right after Nick Fury disappeared? Just from the sky, just boom. Yeah, just... In the in the red, white, and blue suit. Yeah. Well, red, red yellow, yellow, and blue. blue. I knew what you yeah. meant. She's yeah. she's not... She's, her, no, her... she's no Steve Rogers. Still there? Dilusia? Okay, sorry. It's weird because sometimes my camera will flash like I lose signal and then you come back. So, anyways, right. 
Uh, is there anything else Marvel-based that we can cover before we jump over here to this DC? Oh, there is one thing. You have down here, and there are two things, really. So you have, what are my thoughts on the Venom movie? Are you wanting my thoughts? Oh, yeah, I wanted your thoughts on the trailer. If you, I don't know if you actually oh, talked about it on an earlier because the <sighs> yeah no I haven't yeah. had a chance to talk about. It. There's been too much other shit going on that I've had to be dealing with. Then uh, that was a good time. I think it looks decent. I'm concerned that um, that maybe you know we don't have a full on iteration of of Venom. Like, I don't know if he's going to have the symbol, the Spidey symbol. Like, can you do that? What's the rules on that? If Parker's in the movie, it makes sense. If he's not in the movie, I'm not sure, you know. Like, how do you... Inter- like, Eddie Brock is so much older than Tom Holland, like, or Parker, as far as, like, the casting-wise. So it's right. like, how do you make those two interact when the Daily bugle hasn't even been brought in the full like there's a lot of little questions man a lot of little sub questions that venom leaves me wondering um the possibility of carnage showing up there's the other symbiote like toxin and stuff and uh what is it rise or ray i don't know there's like let me look that shit up actually uh what are your thoughts on venom yeah it the visuals i know when i saw the first trailer and you didn't see the suit and you're just like okay it's it felt very much like a horror film, like any other quintessential horror film. It didn't have that superhero quality to it. But with this new trailer, you kind of got... It's a, it almost reminds me a little bit of the Ghost Rider movie. You know how he's kind of at odds with the creature inside of him? Mm-hmm. Because he's doing the full... Um, oh, because this is an adaption of the... Uh, kind of the like the anti-hero... Uh, Venom storyline, right? Mm-hmm. So it's him just doing bad things to bad people and trying to get vengeance for what's going on with that dude who got all the symbiotes and is doing tests and whatnot. So, yep, absolutely. But the suit right, looks man. interesting, but it just looks more like a black mask that I don't. It doesn't have any shape. We know, at least from the comic books, that it made me think of the is, darkness. Uh, Yes, yes, I would agree with that. It's it has no, it doesn't. It looks like the comic costume to reference to why it would look the way it does. So well, okay. So here we go. I'm gonna read off to you real quick. Uh, so obviously, Venom, Eddie Brock, Carnage, is currently Norman Osborn, not Cletus Cassidy. Uh, Toxin is an unknown. Uh, Anti-Venom is Flash Thompson. And then what I'm guessing, these are going to be probably some of the uh, the other symbiotes that are going to be fighting in this movie. It's going to be either Scream, Lasher, Phage, Agony, and Riot. Some form of that. They were actually from the Venom Lethal Protector comic book, which is what this is actually based on. So it's highly possible. Two trains of our existence in one episode, folks. Woo, woo. Oh man. Um. <laughs> so we're gonna get back to it. AP, let us go. I gotta pull up the shit real quick here, man. Um, I guess it's time. Nope. There's one more thing Marvel to talk about. What did I have on here? 
Comcast is making their cash bid for Fox, and that directly relates to Marvel, which directly relates to our next topic, which is a beautiful segue. So we're going to utilize that segue like a segue and just hop on that motor scooter and ride. Uh, So here we go (laughs) with it now. Um, Comcast is making a cash bid to try to win Fox away from Disney. Like. It's like Disney would be offering stock ups. We have cold hard cash. Is that tempting? Is it? it? I mean, it no. is kind of tempting, but from what Bob Iger says, it doesn't matter because Fox has already agreed to the deal and the stuff is already like it's it's in final stages. Like there's nothing that can undo what's been done. Right. Like they are moving forward this way. This is how it's going to happen. You know, it's interesting to right. note sort too. Sort of antitrust. Yeah. Like yeah. There's not. Uh, with no antitrust issues, which I don't think there's going to be. Of course, the idea that Comcast is even going to do anything comes from if the ATT-Time Warner merger happens or not. Um, because right. if that is allowed to happen... Especially now that AT&T, well, in political news, land this up in hot water with the whole Michael Cohen thing, but yeah. Say what, say what? There's all that fun. Oh, how the AT&T gave money to Michael Cohen? Oh, Trump's oh. personal lawyer. Oh, you know, actually, I think I did know that. Yeah, they were trying to get collect data or something, and yeah, right, which doesn't look good for it doesn't anyone. Not right now. No. You don't want to be tied to that, anyways. So, um, my thing is this, and I said this off air. Disney's deal is stock options to Disney. Guess what? When Avatar and Harry Potter and most importantly, your Marvel movies, and also the OG of OG Star Wars come back in-house, I mean, stocks are going to go through the roof for Disney. We should be buying Disney stocks right now, knowing that they're going to go up. I don't think Harry Potter's in that deal. I think Harry Potter's a Warner Brothers. Is it? I I thought that was on the list. I thought HP was on the list. No, I think Harry Potter's in Warner Brothers' wheelhouse. I think that's the... You're, I think you're right, too. I do think you're right. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. Still, they have, a, they have a lot of good stuff that's coming. Especially yeah. the, new, the new Predator movie that's coming out is also in that deal because it's a Fox product. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. I You sent me the link, and it was one of the things I did not yet get to this morning in my rush to get together. Oh, but what did you good. think it's, of it? I, I haven't seen... It's been a long time since I've seen any of the original Predator stuff. Like I think the last thing I saw from Predator was AVP, which is its own own kind of movie. But this new Predator movie, I think, has me a little stoked. It looks like a... It's a not quite a reboot, but it's just a continuation of the story, which is kind of cool. It nice. Also, there was a... They have a glaive in it, which I'm kind of excited about. The Predator has a glaive. Sweet. That's badass. Oh, yeah. All so, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. So I'm going to have to check that out after the episode and actually sit down and, and watch it a little bit here. Now, I will say that we were talking earlier about shows canceling and not canceling and coming and going and stuff. Uh, technically, this is also a property that is based on comic books, but Lucifer was canceled after three seasons. Yeah, that's so disappointing. I actually really got into Lucifer almost, I think, before I even really knew it was connected to the whole Sandman and that kind of mm-hmm. world. But yeah, it's it's a pretty decent show, and I think, and actually, until this past season was filming in Vancouver, so I'm like, oh, the CW should pick it up, but I don't know what the likelihood of that happening. It's it's a good show, but it's it's still a cop drama, very much a overarching story with a bunch of villain of the week stories thrown in there. So it might not make it, but 
maybe somebody else picks it up. Right. I'm, you can only hope. But of the last three that are up there with Lucifer, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Gotham, I think if one of them had to go, I think it would be Lucifer for me. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you said you said the magic G word, Gotham, got its highest rating of all time this season on this most recent episode from what I saw. Yeah, that episode was phenomenal. I know you just need to see it, but, man, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's, it's the hope to do that soon. Maybe this evening we'll be able to sit down and finally watch it. Um, but I, you said this, the, the Gotham possibly not getting renewed is tied to lethal weapon, which I heard was canceled. Well, this is where lethal weapon is. So lethal weapon fired their lead actor, the guy who played, uh, uh, he was the Mel Gibson character the from the movie mm-hmm. due to some on stuff, but they said it's still a good enough winner with them. So they're trying to recast it, but at the event, they don't recast by Monday. They will drop it and just keep Gotham in that in their pool. But if they do find someone, they might drop Gotham and keep that. So it's a weird, great area. I think Gotham has had a stellar season. You've vouched for it on GIC and other shows constantly. It's, it's definitely worth the hype. Mind-boggling. I mean, I, I, it continues to shock me every time I watch an episode week to week. You know, uh even the last episode, which was the fallout from, spoiler alert, Jerome's death uh, that I saw. Yes. Okay, so this was one before what you saw uh, with the reveal that it's been, you know, like part of this was Jeremiah all along. It's fucking oh, yeah. crazy. Like when you're you're just like, oh, what? What? Yeah. what? And then Jim Gordon, dude, what? Like, boom, yeah. man, like. This this show is just getting crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier, and I can't wait to catch the rest of the way up. Right. I hope and they I don't think, cancel it, but if they did, you know, Netflix is going to pick it up or Hulu will pick it up. Someone will pick it up. Right. There's no chance. And I don't. And it seems really interesting. It seems like all a lot of the Fox's DC properties are what they're on the cusp of letting go. And I don't know if that's at all tied to the acquisition that maybe they can't bring those with them in the event that Disney acquires Fox assets. I don't know if they can have DC properties on ABC. I don't know how tricky that is. I mean, you know, DC and Marvel have a good working relationship, man. Uh, And they don't, I don't think they would let something like that stop them from having a great show. I think if it was up to Disney, Disney would keep Gotham. I don't know if you put it on ABC, but you find a way to put it somewhere. You know, you figure your shit out and you give it an avenue or you work it out with another, you know, station like we're gonna let fox hold on to this i guess and you know bilaterally run it it's it's very bizarre how that all is gonna run you know end up working out but uh i guess we'll just have to see right and one thing that they could do is they they are getting their stream dc streaming service off the ground so those two would be very nice anchors of lucifer gotham if they didn't stick if they tried to find new life somewhere yeah, you easily put it over there and really bolster that. Yeah, so man. that would lock me in for a a subscription to the streaming service, no doubt. Totally. Um, which already looks to have my business based on the few things they've announced so far. Um, so we'll just have to see where that goes. Now, I am curious here. You probably aren't caught up on Amazing Spider-Man comics, eh? I am not. I've I saw the covers. I was in uh my local comic book shop the other day and I saw some of the new covers for the last couple of amazing Spider-Man. So I 
kind of know what's going on, but I don't know the full context. Okay, so essentially Norman Osborn gets the ability to be the Green Goblin removed from him. The, the, the serum that turned him Green Goblin gets taken away from him permanently so he can't freak out and become Green Goblin anymore. Um, which drives him mad, and it actually drives him to go search out the Carnage symbiote. Um, so the Carnage symbiote plus Norman, the Red Goblin, um, is, uh, you know, the, uh, he is torturing J. Jonah Jameson to tell him the truth of who Spider-Man is. Once he gets the reveal, all hell has been breaking loose. Uh, Red Goblin showed up fucked up Parker's leg, made it to where he couldn't do shit. The most recent issue I just read, 799, all of these different spider people who are in the universe now came to try to stop Red Goblin. He took them all out. So it's down to Parker in issue 800. But guess what Flash Thompson did? And this is a massive, holy shit spoiler. If what what I think they did, they did, whoa. But Flash Thompson okay. gave Spider-Man the Venom symbiote back. Oh, damn. Right? I was just like, like the last panel, he literally puts his hand on Parker and he goes, I'm giving you the rest of this. It's time to take our best player off the bench and put him in the game. Oh, you know what? It wasn't the symbiote. I misunderstood that. Now after I'm like, because I just read it like a little bit ago and my mind was all jazzed. It'd be cool if they gave him the symbiote, but probably not. But what he definitely was doing, which I didn't know, is the anti-venom Flash Thompson, whatever symbiote that is, allows him to heal whoever he touches. So he's healing oh. Parker's injury, but he just was touching him in the chest. I thought it was like going to be a transference because you don't see it for more than a, like a blip. It's like a one panel thing, you know? So I thought, oh, how clever! Maybe like, they put okay, this in, okay. but maybe they do put the symbiote also on see, him. I'll just see the, just see the black, just just come off the hand, be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, um, but yeah, that the pictures I've seen of Red Goblin, he looks intense. And yeah, this is Dan Slott's finale, eight hundred is going to be his his bow out, right? Correct. Um, and then it's going to be a new status quo for Spidey, and we'll we'll see where the future, what the future holds for for that character. Um, I feel like, honestly, I feel like every time they try to work Spidey into something, like, Spider-Man hits its stride when everything's ending. Because it's like, the Spider-Man's, like, early 500s, actually all of the Spider-Man 500 series, like, from 501 to 599 are great. Leading into the Spider-Island story at 600. But then, like, 601 to 700... There's some clunky ass issues in there that just don't really do a lot for the overarching story, but then they still overarch the story, if that makes any sense. So by the time you get to 700, where Otto is, what's up? Which which run was the Straczynski storyline? What 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 numbers were that? I'm pretty sure those were in the 400s, and actually those okay. were during the uh, Volume Two era, which is actually when the World Trade Center issue came out, which was like 2001. Yeah, that was. I know that was in his run. Yeah. So, um, I kind of know my Spidey a bunch. So, um, I haven't flexed my Spidey knowledge in a while. Uh, but you know, Dan Slott just. 
after 700, they you know they went and did Superior Spider-Man for a while and didn't do any Amazing Spider-Man, and then they brought Amazing Spider-Man into the fold, and I like got to edges. I got to the Spider-Verse storyline, and then like right after that, they lost me, and I haven't been back since. And then like here we are at 800, we're at the end, and I'm back. I'm a reader. I'm getting every issue of Amazing Spider-Man that's come out, and and just loving it because, ah, you know, it's so good. Well, amazing. Will Amazing Spider-Man be the first Marvel issue to hit 1,000, do you think? Or is there one ahead of Spider-Man? I technically think that... Actually, I'm certain that Fantastic Four has already passed issue 800. I think they're almost to 900 at this point. Let me see. I'm going to actually look that up. But Fantastic Four has been on hiatus, too, also. So let's see. Right. So now they're bringing Fantastic Four back. I think we talked. To, I think you guys talked about that in earlier GIC that Fantastic Four is getting its a like it's gonna have its book back. Well, yeah, they started the two for one. You know. Um, okay, images. Um, I can't. Uh, what I'm trying to find, I'm not able to find. That says the final issue. It was six eleven, but I know that's not right. There was issues after that. There was definitely a seven hundredth. Oh, I know where to go. Go to the wiki wikipedia. Wiki 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 wiki. Okay, so where is my um damn AP. This thing is not giving me what I want to know. I give up. I give up for now folks. I'll give you guys that stat some other time. Uh, let's go ahead and do it, man. Let's jump into the plugs. It's time for the plugs. As always, folks, you can check out the Journey into Comics podcast at journeyintocomics.com. That's where you get Journey into Comics Network. You get all our shows on the network, new shows coming down the pipe, new shows we haven't even talked about yet that are coming. I'm so excited, and I can't wait to hear those uh, once we announce them. Also, folks, you can go to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash journeyintocomics. Give us a buck. You get early access which includes those new podcasts. You may get them before they actually debut on the main feed, and you also get that exclusive content if you give us three bucks. And you can actually pledge more, and we're going to try to figure out some cool shit to do for that because if you pledge more, you should definitely get more. I feel like that's a thing we need to work on. So, uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I think that's going to do it. As always, you can check us out on all the different podcasting platforms, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, we're on all of those. Check out the poor rapport tomorrow. You can check that out. You're uh, profiling somebody. I don't know who you're going to profile. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll, we will find out. And and then again, check you out on Wednesday this week for doing a very special special of foodies. It's definitely the poor takeover week. <laughs> it is. You're 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 uh, taking the lead a little bit this week, man. I'm really grateful for that. So uh, yeah, hell yeah. Thank you so much for coming on Journey into Comics this week, as always. Yes, thank you definitely for having me. It's always a blast. Dude, hell yeah, it is. Um, and just to let folks know, I'm not ignoring the review for um, The Walking Dead. You guys are going to get that issue, the last issue that dropped, and then the, the wrap-up to the New World Order storyline when that drops. I want to do it as a like a penultimate issue and then the, the finale of that run because it's important. The story's getting a lot deeper. Um, so I think that's going to do it for this week, man. As always, this has been Journey into Comics episode 191. I still don't know what I'm going to name this thing. 
JIC forever. I don't know. We'll figure it out, man. It'll come to me. Um, we're not canceled. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're not. We're not canceled. We're not canceled. All right, folks. Well, again, AP. Thanks. I know I just said it, but as always, for Journey to Comics, I'm Nate. I'm AP. And we will see you folks later. As always, take off your hats, um, put your hand over your heart, and fill your brain with shit.